What's up, everybody? My name is Joshua, and this is my amazing wife, Jessica Lynn. <laughs> we are so happy to have you guys here today. This is Grace Unfiltered. As you know, Grace Unfiltered is we highlight speakers from really all walks of life where they get to share their heart for the Lord. Uh, and today we have we have quite the guest, and I'm really, really excited. Not only is she a prophet, but she's a talk show host. It seems to know media and the importance of media. Um, but you know, really what I seem to like about her the most so far, cause we've just had a brief interaction. It's not all of her accomplishments and all that she's done in the world. I just love the spirit that, how do you say she it? has an energy? She has a very calm centered inviting energy about her. That's full of love. And to be honest, I haven't felt that in a long time from somebody else. I mean, I get it from you, Vic. No. Okay, we're married. <laughs> so like, I've already established that we're married. But, yeah, I get to see you in your in action all the time. I'm talking about from a stranger. It's true. Where you just meet somebody and then their presence is there and you're like, whoa. Mm -hmm. Ooh, okay. She has that presence. Yeah. Definitely. So, devil, watch out. You're going to get it today. Uh, so... Shana. 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 It's my Oklahoma language that does this every time. Good thing he's in Minnesota now. <laughs> it doesn't help much. I. So not only, listen, she's the founder of the God Shift Movement. She's an ordained prophet. She's an author. She's a speaker. She's got two talk shows, which is ambitious because if you knew the work just to do one, it's a lot of work. Oh, and she's got two. I gotta love our camera here. Loves me. Anyway, <laughs> still love. Oh, I'm sorry. You know, I love that camera loves me. The camera really does love her. And uh, anyway, it is without further ado that we introduce to you the one and the only amazing human being. Shayna. You want to say the last name? Well, that's your the football. Oh, Richter, Rich, the football player. Whole conversation got me thrown off. <laughs> this is professional broadcasting at its finest, folks. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Shina Ratliff. To ah, great filter. We're professional broadcasters, but you know we just go with our mess ups. We don't really? edit this stuff up. And uh, anyway, so honored to have you here. And it's kind of embarrassing because she is a professional. <laughs> and so we're back here. Just, you know, this is how it is. Welcome. How are you? I'm so I'm good. Well, I'm a professional, but I don't usually act very professional. My best friend says all the time, like, these people have no idea who they have on their shows and who they're trusting their lives to because you're a fool. <laughs> that actually sounds like what people say about us. So you're in a safe place. <laughs> I well, bet thank it's you fun. for being I here. Love it. <laughs> well, thank you for being here. Um, if you don't mind, can we pray and set you free? Absolutely. Set the people free. Heavenly Father, thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for Shana. Shana, mm -hmm. God forgive me. <laughs> Please help me work on this. Father, thank you for this opportunity. Thank you, and we just pray that, uh, is with all jokes aside, 
that the message that's delivered today speaks right to the heart of each and every person who needs this message. We surrender this broadcast to you. We know that we're not perfect. We know that we're sinners. We know that we're flawed. But Lord, there is something special about just the opportunity to praise your name and all that you are for us and all that you can be for others and all that you will be, all that you've been, all that you are. Lord, we just want to praise you just for that and the opportunity that we get just to live and the opportunity to pursue the purpose that you've given us. And each and each one of us have this amazing purpose that is meant just for us. And that is such a special thing. And, and I, I'm grateful for that opportunity. So Father, I just, I pray that you just, again, open the hearts and minds of everyone that's watching and listening today. And, and you just bless their, you just bless their hearts off, man. Thank you, Father. We surrender this broadcast to you and do what you do, what you want to do with it. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Thank you for being here. We'll see you in a little bit. All right. Awesome. So I'm doing something a little bit different than what I normally do. And I actually have notes, right? Like, so normally, like whether I'm speaking on stage or whether I'm speaking on a Zoom, I very seldom have any notes. And if I do have any notes, it may be one or two bullet points that I never even get to. But for some reason or another, um, in preparation for this broadcast, maybe it was because I'm like, they just can't turn you loose on somebody's broadcast and you wing it and be like, yeah, I can't think of nothing to say. <laughs> like I might do on my, on my own show. So I actually have some notes today. So as Joshua was saying, when he um, introduced me, my name is Shana Rattler. I am a founder of a God shift movement. And so at a God shift, we are empowering committed believers to be able to unlock their kingdom authority, collide with God's purpose and move into a greater destiny. So all of my, my books, my media, the television shows, the radio shows, the podcast, the Instagram, everything that I do is called a God shift. And it's all about that very similar message of kingdom authority. But at the end of the day, if you wanna find out who I am, other than this little country, silly girl, I really consider myself to be a bold, courageous child of God who is really committed to helping people to develop a deeper understanding of the identity that we have in Christ. Because if we don't recognize who we are, then we will never be able to operate in the land and the manner in which we are supposed to operate and we will never be able to have the things that we're supposed to have and be the things that we're supposed to do and um, do the things that we're supposed to do. I think I mixed that all up, but I think y'all get the point. But anyway, so the conversation that we are going to have today is a conversation that I believe is lacking in many churches and is an ability that I believe is lacking in the lives of many believers and that is your kingdom authority, right? Your kingdom authority. So I've actually titled this broadcast, Unlock Your Kingdom Authority to Have More, Be More, and Do More. So you might be asking yourself, like, I don't even know what the heck kingdom authority is. How do I even know whether or not this is something that applies to my life? So I want to start by just asking you a few questions to see if this is something that you feel like that you identify with right now. I can't see you. 
So you can raise your proverbial hand or you can look at your proverbial neighbor and say, yeah, that's me. But I just want to see if any of these things are things that resonate with you. So perhaps you are a person that your life's disappointments, delays and detours have left you feeling as if you're on the wrong path. How many times have you ever found yourself at a crossroads in life? Like, listen, I don't know if I should stay on the same path that I'm on or if I should go in a different direction. Maybe you're no longer passionate. You know, that thing that you once used to pursue and it felt like a passion, it now feels like a chore. So maybe you're no longer passionate. Maybe you're feeling stagnant or maybe that you're just not, you're just sensing that wherever it is that you are in your life, it's not where it is that you're supposed to be. And it doesn't always have to be bad. Sometimes the flip side of that coin is that you have accomplished every single thing that you set out to do, but you still just cannot ignore like that inkling in your belly that there is another level of success with your name on it, right? So maybe that's you. Or perhaps you find yourself always calling on others to pray for you or just sitting idly by waiting on God. I actually went live on Instagram prior to this and I was talking about what it is that we do while we wait because waiting is not passive. And I'm not going to get too far down that rabbit hole because that doesn't have a whole lot to do with what it is that we're talking about today with Kingdom Authority. But those are some of the things that if you can ask yourself, do I identify with any of these things in my life? And if the answer to that is yes, then that means that you are listening to the right broadcast, or you might even be listening to it for somebody else. But when we think about all of these scenarios that I just described, you can refer to those things as unexpected circumstances or disruption, right? And I believe that God uses unexpected circumstances in order to get our attention. And the reason why he wants to get our attention is to draw us into greater possibility. Because how many of you know that regardless if things are going great in your life or they couldn't be worse, there is another level of destiny that awaits you. But a God shift is going to be required in order to reveal it and to access it. Now, here's what I love about Jesus. I love a lot of things about Jesus, but this is one of the things that I really love that maybe we haven't thought about is that when Jesus died, he actually left you and I with the exact same power that he had. And he left you with the about with the ability to use that power in your day to day life. So it's your job. And this is what I'm going to teach you today to actually uncover that authority that you have as a believer so that you can manifest your desires into existence just as Christ did. Now, the words manifest and and, and meditation, a lot of those words are words that I believe that the world has actually hijacked from us as believers and they perverted them and made them about crystals and sage and a lot of other things that I won't get off on that tangent today. Maybe they'll have me back another day to talk about how those things that you think you're bringing positivity and peace into your life and it's actually destroying your life. But that ain't the topic. <laughs> okay. So one of the primary reasons that I personally believe, this is just this is just Shana chapter one, verse two, that I believe that believers are either not growing their faith, not overcoming adversity, or they're actually not getting into the destiny that God has for them is because either number one, 
they they don't realize that they have a kingdom authority to exercise or they may have read a few scriptures or heard a few scriptures that tells us that we have authority, but they don't actually know how to unlock it in their lives. And that's why I have entitled this broadcast, Unlock Your Kingdom Authority to Have More, Be More, and Do More. But first, I want to take a step back a little bit. I want to rewind a little bit and just lay a little bit of context for this conversation. So as I've mentioned a couple of times and Joshua mentioned in the introduction, is that the name of my ministry is called a God shift. And my definition of a God shift is the moment that you unlock your kingdom authority, collide with God's purpose, and move into a greater destiny. So what is kingdom authority? Now, I just want to read my notes. I told you I had some notes. I just want to read my notes for a second on these definitions. So by definition, I just want to talk about authority for a moment. What is authority? By definition, authority is the power or right to give orders, make decisions, and enforce obedience. And isn't that what Jesus did while he was on earth? So did you know, again, that the same authority that Jesus had, that's the reason I believe that Jesus was able to die, right? I said that on someone's podcast the other day, and they kind of looked at me like I had went crazy. Yes. The reason why Jesus was able to die was because the power and authority that he had now is given to us here on earth. It's with us on earth in the form of the Holy Spirit. So Jesus was able to die because he passed on that authority to us to carry out. So what is kingdom authority? Again, my notes say that kingdom authority is the God-given mandate of Christians to exercise control over the world in the name of Jesus and under his oversight. I want to read that again. Kingdom authority is the God-given mandate of Christians to exercise control over the world in the name of Jesus and under his oversight. So when you were born again, you were actually given a birthright to do what Jesus did to perform signs, wonders, and miracles in your lives and the lives of others. The word actually tells us that greater works than these shall you do in my name because I'm going to the Father. So, the, so Jesus was like, look, my days here on earth are gone. I ain't doing nothing else. Everything else is going to be done at this point. God has already done. I have already done. It's now on you. So I know that may sound a little bit controversial, but God ain't doing nothing else and Jesus ain't doing nothing else. The rest is up to you. The rest is up to me, right? So it tells us in the world, in the word, that we were given dominion over the earth and over the power of the enemy. I looked it up and dominion is actually mentioned in the Bible 44 times. So if you had any doubt as to whether or not you actually have authority and dominion, there are 44 times that dominion is mentioned in the Bible. So in life, especially when you're faced with obstacles, it's important that you have a deep understanding of your identity. And the good news is that if you're a, if you're a believer in God, excuse me, that you have the power to overcome anything. I want you to say that out loud to yourself right now. I have the power to overcome anything. Come on. I know some of y'all are being hard headed and you're not saying it. I want you to say it out loud. I have the power 
to overcome anything, right? So let me prove it to you in scripture. I actually have written down one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, like eight or nine scriptures that talk about authority, okay? Because I don't want you to take my word for it. I don't want you to take Shana one and three. I want you to actually take the word of God, all of the examples that it tells us that we have authority. Well, not all of them, but a handful of them. Mark 16 and 17, these signs shall follow them that believe, right? So we don't look for signs, signs look for us. We don't follow signs, signs follow us. John 14 and 12, greater works than these shall you do in my name. Ephesians 6 and 11, put on the full armor of God so you can stand against the schemes of the devil. 1 John 5 and 4, for everyone born of God overcomes the world. Luke 10 and 19, we have been given authority over the devil through Christ Jesus. Genesis 1 and 26, make man in my image and likeness and let him and let them have dominion over all the earth. So that means every bad thing that's happened, every good thing that happens, you have the authority to make it happen and overcome anything. First John 3 and 2, we are God's children. We shall be like him, which means we can do what he did. Judges 5 and 13, the Lord made me have dominion over the mighty. And then the last one, Romans 8 and 17, we are heirs with Christ. So now let's talk about it in the natural a little bit. I think about my cell phone service. My cell phone service is with Verizon and my son has a line on our account, right? He's got a line on the account, but he is an authorized user on the account. So that means if there's something about the account that he needs to add, delete, change, ask a question about, they don't have to call me and get my permission. He doesn't have to pipe me, pipe me in on three-way. He's an authorized user. So that means that he can do anything on that account that I can do because he's my child. It's the same thing for you and I. Someone asked me on a broadcast the other day, so you are you saying you're Jesus? Are you saying I'm Jesus? I'm like, no, but I'm his sister. You're his brother. And so if we're heirs of Christ, if we're Jesus's brother and sister and God is our father, that means that we have access to the things that our father has. It's kind of like when our parents are members of the country club. We get to go and like order food and put it on their tab and not pay for it. <laughs> That's not. For real, for real, but I did that. So what does this mean for your future, right? Because you may be saying, okay, all that sounds great, Shane, but what the heck does that have to do with me? So what does all this mean for your future? Again, it means that you have the power to take control of your destiny. That's why my definition of a God shift is the moment you unlock your kingdom authority, collide with God's purpose, meaning the purpose and the will that God has for your life, then and only then, will you move into a greater destiny? So you don't have to go to your spiritual advisor. You don't have to just rely simply on prayer. And I'm not telling you not to have spiritual advisors. I'm not telling you not to pray because both of those things are not scriptural and they would just be flat out stupid, right? But what I am telling you is that you don't have to go to other people or simply just rely on prayer to see the manifestation of God in your life, to actually see the greater destiny that I told you at the beginning is actually awaiting you. Because once you know who you are, and once you know whose you are, you can act, you can speak, and you can see the things that you want to work out in your favor. So the question is, 
is how do you actually use your kingdom authority to release what heaven has for you? So now is where you take notes. If you haven't written down anything else that I've said, I want you to take out notes because I actually have a formula that I call the ABCs of unlocking heaven, right? This is my formula for how you begin to use your kingdom authority to release what heaven has for you. So ABCs to unlock heaven. I'm going to tell you what the ABCs are, and then I'm going to go back and I am going to describe them to you. Okay. So align plus belief plus confession equals unlock heaven. The A is align. The B is belief. C is confession. That's how you unlock heaven. So let me look at my notes. So my note says align. You first have to align with God's will, his way, and his word. So kingdom authority doesn't work if you off trying to do something crazy. Kingdom authority only works if you are first in alignment with God's will, his way, and his word. So kingdom authority don't work if you're trying to go get somebody else's husband, right? So again, you have to first align with God's will, his way, and his word. And then belief. You must believe that God can do his job and he will do it for you because it's not just enough to believe that God is able. You have to believe that he's willing and you have to believe that he's willing to do it for you because even though we know when we quote the fact that God is no respecter of persons, too many of us think that, oh yeah, well, of course that can happen for Joshua and his wife. Of course this can happen for Shana. Like they've got their own platforms. They write books like people know who they are. No, 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 no. You have to believe that God can do it and then he'll do it for you. And then the C is confession. You have to speak what it is that you want to see. And the best things to speak are God's word and positive declarations, right? The world is all about affirmations. I am too. But some of the most powerful affirmations to speak is God's word right back to him. Why? Because his word says that it won't return to him void. So when I speak out my positive declarations and my affirmations in the morning, I take my goals. I'm looking at my vision board. I take my goals of all of the things that it is that God said that I could have. And I speak it in the present tense. I speak the fact that I'm a best-selling author. I speak the fact that I easily understand trading principles. I speak the fact that I am a voice for celebrities and government officials because that's what the Lord says that I can have. Even if we think about in Isaiah 46 and 10, it says that the Lord declared the end from the beginning. So again, you have to align with his will, his ways, and his word. You have to believe that he can do it and he'll do it for you. And you have to confess with your mouth. You have to say what it is that you see until you see what it is that you said. Now, I know that's a mouthful, but basically I'm just saying, keep saying it. Keep saying what you see until everything that you've been saying, you see it. Okay? So what now? So you've got the ABCs. You now understand how to lock he un unlock heaven. What do you do now? Well, I most recently wrote a book. And in my book, I have what I call my give, get, go formula. Okay? Give, get, go. And the give is give God authority in your life. So even though we're talking about exercising kingdom authority, even though we're talking about the authority that you as the believer have to make it happen, we still kind of have to ride shotgun a little bit because although that God is God, 
all by himself, he wants to partner with you. But I just looked down at my notes and I realized that I skipped a whole section and I don't want to leave nothing out. So before we get into what now and, and give, get, go, I want to talk about what are some of the things that can actually get in the way of you exercising your kingdom authority and getting one step closer to your destiny. So number one, if you are attached to doing things the old way or what it is that you had in mind, that's going to trip you up and keep you from shifting successfully. That's going to get in the way of your God shift. One of the most difficult things to let go of is what you had in mind or who you thought it was going to include. Right. I had to pause for a minute because I know that's my own life. <laughs> Some of the things that I thought I would do and more importantly, who it is that I thought I would do it with. I've had to learn how to let go of those things, even most recently. You've been shoulded on. S-H-O-U-L-D-E-D. -E Let me slow that down. You've been shoulded on. They're going to be like, I thought this was a Christian broadcast. It is. And I didn't say the other word. You've been shoulded on. So what does that mean? That means that either you yourself or someone in your life with great intentions has told you what you should do. For me, I went to school to be a therapist. Um, and, you know, they're like, what do you mean you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be a business coach? You know, you went to school to be a therapist and you've got the, the blood, sweat and the tears and the student loans to show for it. You should do that. You know, you should wait until your kids are grown before you start your business. You should, young man, focus on your career before you want to take on a wife and kids. Right. So sometimes people have great intentions but they should on us. But the vision wasn't given to them. The vision was given to us. And sometimes we should on ourselves. But being shoulded on, whether somebody else is shooting or we're doing the shooting, that's going to get in the way of you shifting successfully into your destiny. And then the last thing is, is that if you are in a church or a circle of friends and family that has not built this kingdom authority muscle, it's going to be very difficult for you to exercise your kingdom authority. So if you are not associating yourself with believers who recognize that being filled with the Holy Spirit is an integral piece to being able to exercise the kingdom authority that these eight scriptures said that we can have, you need a new set of friends. And if you are in a church that is not empowering you to not just grow where you're planted, I'm sick of that. I'm sick of churches teaching people how to grow when they're planted, but they don't tell you a thing about how to go. Now, don't get me started on the woes of church that I think are broken. This ain't that ain't this ain't that. Maybe they'll bring me back another day and talk about that. But if you are in a church that is not empowering you to do what it is that you can do for yourself, pray and ask God first, but you're probably going to have to go somewhere else. Right. So those are some of the things that can actually get in the way. So now I'll, I'll fast forward to so what now? So give God authority in your life. The give, get, go formula. Step number one is give God authority in your life. Because although God is God all by himself, he actually desires to partner with you. We have to submit ourselves as vessels through which he can flow. Because guess what? Let me just tell you something. Destiny, it ain't got a thing to do with your desire. It's not simply about what you desire. It's about your capacity. And if you're full of the cares of the world and you're full of all these other things and the Lord is not going to be able to fill you up and use you for his glory. So do you have the capacity for what it is that God says that you can have? Do you even have the capacity for what it is that you say you want? 
Well, give God authority in your life. Empty yourself out. Surrender. And then you'll have greater capacity. A life coach told me years ago, Shana, everything you desire is on the other side of surrender. But I had no idea what that was. That was just another one of those things that I don't like about church. That they'll they'll tell you all these things to go do and why to do it, but why to, to do it, but then they don't tell you how. Oh, you know, do the work, surrender. What the heck does any of that mean? Right? So surrender means listen, I just I I quit. Not that I quit and throw in the towel and I don't want to do anything else, but Lord, I give up. I give up trying to do things my way. I give up trying to figure it out. And at this point, I don't know what else to do. So I'm just gonna fully surrender and let you take the wheel. And, and lead us wherever it is that we're going. So number one, give. Give God authority in your life. And then the get is get in position for his promises. What you're going to become is going to be so much more important than what you're going to do. But I can guarantee you, you've been asking the Lord, Lord, what do you want me to do? Because we've all done it. But I don't think that it's any mistake that we've been called human beings and not human doings. So if you will focus on becoming, in my book, I say that my definition of becoming is amplifying your strengths and shedding your weaknesses. That's how you're going to become the highest and best version of yourself that God can use. That's how you're going to become the highest and best version of yourself to actually be able to answer someone else's prayers. That's how you're going to become the highest and best version of yourself to not only be able to improve your life, but to be able to improve the lives of others as well. So the other thing that we need to think about when we're talking about getting in position for God's promises is being intentional about being in his presence. What does that mean? Because church will tell you, oh, you got to spend time in his presence. What does that mean? That means we pray. That means we praise. That means we worship. That means we read his word. But we have to be intentional about it because all of us are living busy lives. And if we're not intentional about actually sometimes scheduling time to be in his presence, it isn't going to happen. And everything that he promised us is hidden in his presence. OK, and then the last step is to go where you're needed next. So give God authority in your life. Get in position for his promises and then go where you're needed next. So where is your God shift sending you? So for some of you. Maybe you're in a career and a better job is suited for you. Perhaps God is pushing you to get out of a job and into entrepreneurship. And for some of you, you may even be feeling the nudge to go to a completely different geographical location. So where is your God shift sending you? And if you don't know, begin by praying and ask God where exactly it is that he's taking you. But here's three things that might be indication of what God's purpose is or will is for your life for this next season if you're not clear on what that is. Number one, we have to recognize that purpose leaves clues. Purpose leaves clues. So when I think back on my life, when I was probably, I don't even think I was a teenager yet. I'm almost positive that I was not a teenager. I volunteered in the activities department as um, in, in the activities department at a nursing home, sorry. And when I was in that position, my dad said I took that position very well. He said that I would tell him things like, I can't be late for work. And he's like, girl, you're not getting paid for that. <laughs> but I took it seriously. So one of the things that I would do is I would go into this lady's room who was bed bound. She actually had so much water on her brain 
that if they moved her, it would kill her. And so I would ask her, if you could leave this room, if you could go anywhere or you could do anything, what exactly is it that you would do? Where exactly is it that you would go? And then I would go find a book and come back and read that to her the next time I was there. So that was the number one clue that my purpose left, that, that the number one clue that was left as to what my purpose might be, even before I was a teenager. I was helping that lady's dreams come true, even though it would kill her if they moved her out of that room. Then I went on to be a therapist. And whether I was helping someone learn how to move their arms and hands to feed themselves after a stroke or walk again after a hip replacement, I was helping their dreams come true. That was purpose. That was purpose clue number two in my life. Then I went on to be a business coach where I helped people's business dreams become a reality. And now as a prophet and as a minister, I'm helping people put their destiny dreams in place. Right. So when you look back over your life, what clues has your purpose left you? Right. And this isn't in my notes, but I do want to clear up some confusion. I hear people use the words assignment, calling, purpose and destiny interchangeably as if they all mean the same thing and they don't. So let me just put this plug in here right now and then I'll get back to the other two indications of what your purpose might be. So assignment is who you help. And that most times changes with the seasons. Right. And so for many of you that are listening to this broadcast, you need to give yourself permission to let go of an assignment that has expired. OK, so your assignment is who you're called to help. And that often can change with the seasons. OK, your calling is how you help them. You're a speaker. You're a preacher. You're a writer. You're a coach. Right. So your calling is how you help the people that you're assigned to. Your purpose is why you're here. It's the impact that you have through your calling with the people that you're assigned to. And your destiny is where your purpose takes you. Okay? So they're completely different. Assignment, calling, purpose, and destiny. But let me get back to the purpose, the purpose indicator. So number one, your purpose leaves clues. Secondly, I believe that where your passions and your frustrations intersect is a great idea. It's a great chance, rather, that that's where your purpose is. So those, those things that, that you love, that just fuel you, and those things that drive you crazy and you wish you could change, I think that right there in the intersection of those passions and those frustrations are where your purpose is buried. And then one of the last indications that might be showing you what your purpose is, is where do people come to you to pick your brain? Like, where are the areas of life that people are always coming to you and asking you for advice? Right. So those are some of the indications of what God's will might be for your life for this next season or what God's purpose might be for your life. So in the meantime. As we begin to wrap up in the meantime, I want you to do two things. I want you to ask yourself, what are you making space for? Are you making space in your physical environment for your destiny? Are you making space mentally, emotionally, spiritually in order? So when you get the things that you're using your kingdom authority for, what are you doing now to make space for that? Men, you may be saying you want a wife, but there's nowhere in your house for her to even be able to put her stuff. Make space. Right. So in addition to what it is that you're making space for, I want to tell you that in the meantime, while you're waiting for the promises, because there's almost always a gap between promise and provision, 
Steward what's in your hands now. What can you do with what you already have? What can you do based on what God has already said instead of sitting around and waiting to see what it is that he can say next? Because there are some promises in my life that haven't come to pass yet. The Lord, there's some things that the Lord has shown me that he says, you know what? You're going to preach and teach in stadiums. I haven't preached or taught in a stadium yet. He tells me that my um, prophetic gifts will be used with celebrities and politicians. And even though I've had celebrity clients and politician clients in my previous business, I haven't had them with what I'm doing right now. So what can I do to steward what's in my hands? I can use my platforms. I can use my podcast. I can use my Instagram to go on and share the things that I'm studying, to share the things that I know that will be helpful to the people that I know that I will eventually bless. So that's what I want to leave you with today. I want you to really think about who is it that you need to become? How is it that you can exercise your kingdom authority? How your purpose might be leaving clues? And in the meantime, I want you to make space and steward what you're, what's in your hands now. So I will leave with this. The world needs God's best version of you on the right path now. So beginning today, I beg you to get off the sidelines. I want you to release your kingdom authority so that you can unlock the door to your next chapter, so that you can be more, so that you can have more, and so that you can do more. So I don't know exactly how they're going to close this out, so I'll just put this plug in here. If you're not following me on Instagram, I encourage you to do so at a God shift. Um, I have a free gift for you. It's a guide called When God Says Shift. And I talk, you know, we talked about becoming, that's the shift number one, but there's actually three other shifts that are going to be required to get you into a greater destiny, into a greater possibility and into more. And you can grab that at GodSaysShift.com. So I hope that this has been a blessing to you. I hope that, um, that they have not cut my mic off or cut my camera off yet, but you know. <laughs> no, no. Well, yeah, everything but cut, cut your mic off. Yes. That was so good. You're speaking our language. Oh, yeah. Good. And I and I love what you were saying about when you brought up that Jesus said that he we would do even greater things than he. And I wish that the church community and even Christians could wrap their head around all of that, all of the possibilities with that. Yeah. Meaning, who are we really? Like, ask yeah. yourself that. If Jesus said... We would do even greater things than he. Yeah. What does that say about us? Mm-hmm. And then we ask, am I acting accordingly? Mm-hmm. And so, if we're not, do we recognize how disrespectful it is? It's yeah. flat out disrespectful to God for us not to be doing in our lives what we need to be doing, especially for other people. Shame on you that, you know, that you've got people in your life that need physical healing and you won't lay hands on them. You've got the power to do that and then some. And here's the thing, too, that I learned, I, and I love that you even said that. To lay your hands on somebody and heal them, it requires faith on our end, not perfection. Yes. I learned that uh, when I had the opportunity to do the Saturday night services at a church in Oklahoma City, when he called me up for the altar call, as in to lay hands on people, I was like, what? <laughs> I'm not ready for all this. What are you talking about? I've never done it. All right. The whole time I'm just praying, like, God, you can't embarrass me. <laughs> this is my first time. Like, come on. And I don't man. want to embarrass you. <laughs> so when I laid my hands on this woman, I she fell out. And I, I would have not believed it was real, except for my hands felt like there was electricity shooting through them. So I know it wasn't me, 
And, and so it's this amazing thing, but I don't believe that we act in faith because we don't know our identity enough to be able to walk in faith that confidently. That's right. Well, and that has a lot to do with, I think, your spirituality and a, a lot of uh, what the church has done is kind of ripped that out and like held it above us. So the, it feels like they make it feel like we are not capable of doing these miraculous things. So it, it really hinders it. And most of the time, yeah. that's because they don't want you to leave and take your gifts and your money somewhere else. They want to keep you under their thumb. Yeah. yeah. The, other thing, the other thing that you said, now speaking of that, it just reminds me, is you were talking about serving in the church and then using our gifts in the church. We've had the worst time. Part of why we're doing Grace Unfiltered and Gratitude Unfiltered for the men and what we do with our network is because the church wouldn't use us. Yeah. And we literally went to them and said, we have tons of resources. We don't have a bunch of money, but we have a crap ton of resources and we want to use them. We want to bless you with them. Yeah. Well, I think they would have. However, we would have had to go through their training program to become, you know, like them. Indoctrinated. Yeah. Just like, well, listen, my church, my church had a training program that didn't consist of any training. Absolutely. How am I going to be a minister in training? There ain't no training. What? Hmm. And they didn't use me and I left. And, you know, and, and the, the reality is, is that the culture of their house, the, and, and I didn't leave just because they left. They, I didn't just leave because they wouldn't use me. I will not allow my, my gifts to lie dormant regardless of where it is. Amen. But the culture of that house was not a good fit for, you know, who I am and who I'm called to be in the earth anyway. So I wasn't in the, I wasn't in the church that was the right fit for my life to start with on top of the fact that, that they wouldn't that they wouldn't use me like I wasn't allowed to pray I wasn't allowed to do the announcements like I couldn't do anything I was like okay yeah that's you know and it's it well that's a whole other we you may have to come back because it you opened up so many wormholes wormholes for us that we've been down and we are passionate about and so I we would be honored to have you back because there's so much more and you've given so much there's so much meat. I have four pages of notes and there's just oh, wow. so much powerful information there. And what I love about it is the message doesn't just apply to believers. It applies to everyone. Everybody. And, and that's, those are the kind of messages that I love. Yeah. I'm a follower of Jesus. I look without Jesus. I know I'd be dead. Um, but at the same time, the messages that can be absorbed by everyone is what I'm here for. Like, I love that. And, and I, I think, love the, I think the thing that grieves me the most about that is you're spot on, Joshua. It's a kingdom message that doesn't just apply to us, but the people in the world have far outran us when it comes to mastering these things. You know, yeah. in many ways, they've hijacked it and perverted it and made it, you know, sure. something that, that it shouldn't be. But how dare they outperform us? Who are you to walk around with a freaking T-shirt on that says daughter of the king and you won't even open your doggone mouth? Like, it's ridiculous where you've got people in the world that are taking these messages and doing everything with them. And, and here we are. We're poor. We're, we're broken. Like, it's, it's oh, don't get me started. <laughs> Actually, you come back and we'll wind you up so you can oh, do yeah. it again. <laughs> I, I feel like it's just very timely that you are here talking about what you're talking about in kingdom life, because 
I mean, everybody's kind of got to be at the same spot of just feeling like they can't get any lower in this economy. And, And it's the perfect time to restart a different way and not yeah. their way, his way. Kingdom way of right. living. Yeah. Yeah. There's gosh, there's so much that I want to like touch on, but I'll keep you here for three hours. So honored to have you here. That was such a great message. Can you please plug where people can sign up for your coaching, buy your books and all the yeah. above? So I've made everything super simple. So anything we have, everything is called a God shift. Our website is a godshift.com. Our social media is a God shift. But if you want to download that free guide that I was telling you about, you can get that at godsaysshift.com. But anywhere you try to find us, whether it's on the on the web or on social media, it's a God shift. I didn't name everything something different and, and confuse everybody. I just I said keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> Well, and speak, keeping, speaking of keeping it simple, uh, Shana, I said it right this time, yes? You did. You did. Yeah, I got coaching while you were speaking. I have. <laughs> He's like, it's not China. <laughs> it's Shane. Oh, oh. With an A. With an A, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, listen, this was so great. Uh, you're welcome back anytime. Thank you so much for being here, and God bless you. Thank you. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you soon. Bye. Shayna Rattler, everybody. She's amazing. That was so good. So much meat. There's so much there. And I'm glad I took notes because, well, there is a lot there. A lot. What was your biggest takeaway? Not to put you on the spot. I uh, know. I love being on the spot. Um, I mean, there, there were, I it was constantly just grabbing my attention. And um, I would say the your purpose being different than uh, your gifting and how you help people. Just the reminder of all of the intricate details that go into our daily life to live the life that God wants us living. And you're talking about the differences between our purpose and our assignment. Yeah, and and letting go of of what you're not meant to be working on anymore or people that don't belong there anymore and to keep on your mission, but not let that... I think that we we're learning still to guard our hearts and we have a hard time letting go because we are perfectionists. So we work until it's perfect. And sometimes we, we aren't going to make things perfect. No, and, like uh, the beginning of this broadcast and, and now the camera's one, following her again. Too much. <laughs> yeah. If I didn't love this AI camera so much, I would have love kicked it in the it. teeth. I love this camera. I like to move around, but I'm stationary when the missus is here. Anyway, we could, we're going to dance later. We have a date night. So anyway, uh, I'm, I just, there's such a great message. So grateful for that message. And it's also like what you were saying, and this is the last thing and then we'll end is that we have to surrender things over to God to make room for him to replace it with what he wants. And so sometimes we can hang on to what was good. It's like the uh, the Hall of Fame NFL football player, and he's just playing. Like, not Tom Brady is a poor example because he's still making Pro Bowls. But sometimes people hang on too long. They're hanging on like, oh, I've got this amazing thing that I've been blessed with, not realizing that it's only supposed to be there for a season. Mm-hmm. And and then we took we we walk past it. We end it. However it may be, it could be for with relationships, jobs, friendships, relationships, jobs. All sorts of things. 
God wants to move you. God wants to do huge things inside of you, but that is not going to be possible unless there's room for it. Yep. So we got to make room for it. So everything we're hanging on to, hanging on to the addiction, hanging on to the 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 the, the, the partner, man, woman, whatever, uh, hanging on to the job, hanging on to whatever. It could be keeping people in your life that don't belong there. Surrender it to them, make room for them, and let God put it in there what belongs there. All right. God bless you. So good to do Grace Unfiltered again. If you are interested in speaking and doing what Shana has done, uh, just message us. We would love to have you. Again, this is an open forum. This is us giving the pulpit back to the people to speak the message that God has placed in your heart to share. Uncensored, baby. God bless you. Thank you for being here. Do you have anything to say before we end it? Well, I can't wait to do another one. Yeah. Let's All right. hear it. Last video, and we are done. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now am found, was blind, but now I see I once was lost but now am found was blind but now